1: It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. On 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence.
0: And welcome in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you on this Wednesday morning, inching closer and closer to South Carolina returning to action this Saturday, taking on Florida kickoff at 3.30. Of course, you can listen to right here on the game. I just finished talking with Tommy Moody, giving us a little bit of history on the series between South Carolina and Florida. Any particular favorite memories, moments for you guys in this series between these two teams? I do like the one that Tommy brought up, although...
2: I can't remember the players. So he mentioned the 2005 game, West Spurrier's mm-hmm, first year mm-hmm. that day game. Um, wasn't it Chris Tucker who intercepted that ball? I think it was Tuck because he had the dance. Him and Stanley Doty would dance before every play. It, it was a sight to be seen. I, I interviewed Tuck about that. I'm, I'm sure it was him. That was that was a fun day. Um, day game. The crowd was. Whipped up into a frenzy. That was one of the best ones. And to- I'm just going to steal Tommy's. I guess. I mean, that game in the swamp with Lattimore where he just went off.
0: Those are two big ones. You know, uh, the Bill had Patrick DeMarco on this morning on the yeah. early game, and he talked about that game, and he said that they ran like the same play 30 times in that <laughs> game because I mean it was working. They kept running it. And they run the lead jaw a lot. I think that's what he said yeah. they ran. Yeah, that that was a Spurrier staple. Yeah, it was a good one. I mean.
3: I'd love to give y'all a different answer, but those those (laughs) are—that's the answer. Like I'm sure we're maybe forgetting something here or there, but it was so—I mean, shocking. Like when when South Carolina beat Florida year one of Spurrier, you know, you had you had Urban Meyer at Florida, and you know this this was a situation where. It had been—I want to say, Chris—had had they ever beaten Florida, or was it that thing where it was like seventy years ago or something? I think it was like the 30s since Southcon had beaten Florida, and they, they came out really just played great and and made you know I remember I think a diving catch from Sidney Rice in that game as well that that stood out. They won 30 to 22. And it was kind of it was just so fitting that Spurrier obviously had the the great coaching career he did at Florida, and then it's like man, this guy. It was that whole thing of he can take uh, his and beat you, or then he can take your team and and beat you as well. And so, you know, Florida was built on Spurrier, right? And then he comes to South Carolina year
0: one, (laughs) yep, and beats Florida. I mean that that was just. I, I was a student at the time. So to answer your question, the last time they'd beaten them before 05 was 1939.
2: Yes. Now, there was only, only quote-unquote, 14 games over that span of time.
0: Yeah, the next time they played wasn't until
2: 64. Yeah. And then they didn't play, you know, like they played 64. They went from 64 to 1992, actually, without playing. Wow. But from 92 on, I mean, in Spurrier... 92 to 05. Was. He he issued some beatdowns when he was at when he was at Florida. I mean, there's a there's a 63 to 7, a 52 to 25. I mean, there's some uh Spurrier liked like those
3: 50 burgers. He was good. He was good at handing those out. Yeah, that 30 to 22 finals. I mean, I I just remember yeah. the state like it was like euphoria in the stadium. And Florida
2: day. got a I think they were trying to drive at the end of the game and had a penalty. It was like a uh, too many men in the huddle or something like that. And that kind of ended the game. Did,
3: didn't that give South Carolina a first down? Did, didn't they get a stop? And South Carolina was about to punt it back. And... Yeah, too many men on, the field, many men on the field. And there were too many men on the field, and that gave many, yeah. South Carolina's offense a first down, and then they could, unlike I Miami, see. they... Uh, By the the way,
2: okay. I'm sorry. I've got it. So Wes, I looked up your your suspicion about Kevin Steele running the ball. Yes, and you were correct. That was an outstanding pull. I don't know why or how I remembered that. When he was the head coach at Baylor, he was not there long, or he didn't win many (laughs) games. He was not there long. Can confirm in 1999. So Baylor was up. Um. At the at the UNLV eight up by three with less than twenty seconds left, all they had to do was kneel it, or just do anything, and he decided to try. He was trying to run it up to run. He was trying to score a touchdown to run it up What's to that, set the tone, so to speak. What you say the score was when that happened? It was twenty four to twenty one. Okay, so they fumbled. UNLV returned it ninety nine yards for a touchdown, and they oh. lost. And Kevin Steele said it was stupid on my part. We were trying to create an attitude of toughness and tried to hammer it in.
0: Oops! Now see that was like pre-social media, so it was easy to forget about that. Oh, one can you imagine now?
3: So see that that may actually that's think, at least that's on
2: par or worse. That's that's pretty bad. That is my theory on why Cristobal did not
0: kneel it. And I'm sticking with it. Now, the. the that he was trying to be tough. Now, the Crystal ball thing, from the context of, okay, you gave the ball away, you can still prevent them from getting into the end zone. Like, I feel like that make like that, what you talk about there with Kevin Steele, like that was a fumble recovery return for a touchdown. So there's no, like, okay, we're getting the yeah. ball back, but we can <laughs> still stop them. Like, <laughs> Crystal ball, you still have the opportunity to stop them. And why you aren't just putting everybody standing on the goal line at that point in time, I don't. Well, no. Why did and 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 I'm
2: we won't. I mean, this already happened. I don't want to dwell on it too long. Get back to the Gamecocks. But when was it Don Cheney that took that handoff for Miami? Yeah, yeah. He, uh,
3: he also looked like he was down to me, but he that, did look down. He he was down. And then I saw another. Uh, this is like TikTok conspiracy thing. <laughs> I saw this thing it was like the guy who scored the touchdown for Georgia Tech. Sorry, I don't know your name, man. But the last one. Yeah, Christian Leary, Alabama transfer. Okay, there you go, Christian Leary. What What's the rule on when
0: you start your slide if you are? So they actually reviewed that at the end okay. of the game to make sure that he hadn't started his slide prior to the end zone. And like, but he it's, did. It's kind of one of those things <laughs> like if it had been called on the field, it probably wasn't going to get overturned, but they didn't have, quote-unquote, enough conclusive evidence to overturn it. But there was a very realistic possibility that could have gotten called back. And they didn't have any timeouts. The game would have been over.
2: I mean, if I was Don Chaney and took that handoff and, and put, pl- as you pointed out, Wes, players were aware of this. You had the O lineman that got caught on the cameras saying some things. What are we doing, basically, with a few additions there? Yeah. If I'm if if I hear that play call, I'm going. I think I'll just fall down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just hammer yeah. it up in there. He's trying to get extra yardage.
3: Whew. I don't. I don't know. Um, the, the reason why they gave up the touchdown after that, like I, I don't know what everybody believes or doesn't believe, but the, like, sports gods, I feel like, <laughs> were like, no. This is this is not – this behavior is not going to be rewarded. once. But I, I do think, seriously, if you are the Miami defense, haven't you kind of – like you're already thinking about how you're going to celebrate this thing.
0: Yeah, you're probably already – your mind is,
3: a little bit. Your mind has moved on to the locker room celebration, I feel like. How
0: how many of them you think actually saw the ball get fumbled? See that's I mean, and then you're wait, what we're going, wait, back, we're going out? back out? What happened? And now Georgia Tech is like
3: momentum city at this point. Wait, hey, we got a chance to go win let's go do this. I
0: yeah. mean, that's uh it's gonna live on the blunder reels for a long time. Forever. Anyway, thanks for putting us back on that, Chris. How did
2: we get on? Th- oh yeah, because I brought up Kevin Steele. But you said something that made me do it. Okay. I yeah, said You get- said something. You right. said something. I said Somebody something. said something. Okay. I don't remember.
0: But anyway, but nonetheless. Well let's hope if South Carolina is leading this game <laughs> in the final minutes and Florida has no timeouts, Rattler's taking an E. Oh, coaches around the country <laughs> are like, When can we nail it? Did, did y'all, oh man, I'm about to
3: do it again. Did y'all see the tweet where the guy, and it's one of those lip reading things where you're like, I mean, maybe this happened, maybe it didn't. But every school at this point has a dude. There's literally a handbook, obviously, like the book. What does yeah. the book say? Right. Supposedly, the guy who is that for Miami is seen talking to the staff. Right. Right before this, yes, and basically gets ignored. Yeah, the, like it's, I think I said that. Yes, like there were conversations.
2: Yeah, happening. Was that the <laughs> analytics book guy? I I, I don't I, think you need that big analytics book. You, yeah, that.
3: you're. Uh, <laughs> you've been a coach for how long? At this point, I don't think we need the book. But coaches around the country this week should be thanking Cristobal for that reminder. You may think, oh my guy will never fumble. In this situation.
0: You don't want to be the .01% where it does happen to you. Mario Cristobal is now the kid down the street that your mom always uses the example. Like, remember what happened to Billy? Don't be like Billy. He was flying too high on the swing, and he broke his leg. So you don't do that. Like, Remember what happened to Mario? Don't be dumb. Mm. Yeah, that's Let me just remind everyone one
3: more time. They were undefeated.
0: Number 17. Which, on like... I was kinda of surprised they could still they're still ranked this week. Yeah. I figured that would tumble them out of the top twenty five. Yeah, I figured some people would look at that and go, No, you know what? No. We're not we don't trust this coach. <laughs> you can't you can't do this. That that is a brutal. brutal well the, 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 the twenty seven Miami fans in the stands that day were highly disappointed. That's ridiculous. They're only fifteen. <laughs> not
2: 20. I, I saw I saw Peak Miami on Twitter the other day. There was somebody on there that commented on one of the, you know, many posts of, you know, the video or some did, kind what, of comment what did, about
0: it. What did their message boards look like after the game, I, I wonder?
2: I, I, probably not good. But somebody on Twitter, like peak Miami fan, was like, hey, uh, this was like on like Sunday or Monday after the game. They're like, hey, I didn't watch the game. But I'm, I'm like, yep,
0: there you go. Of course you didn't. <laughs> they heard about it and got angry uh, on, afterwards, on Twitter, yeah, absolutely. Brutal. That's the that's the one play they watched this entire season, probably. Like, did, did Tua make a mistake or no? Not not that Miami. <laughs> Wait, Miami lost. We got the, the co- best offense in the NFL, college team. Yeah. Like, oh, the other the one that plays on Saturday. Mike McDaniel would not have done that. Mike McDaniel <laughs> would not have done that, and and in fact, they won. The my the offense played a home game the next day, and like that was the tweet from so many people. It's like, this is what taking a knee yeah. looks like in Miami. There you go. Josh McDaniels maybe would but. yeah well Ouch. not not related. Shots <laughs> fired. Yeah, he got that. Hey ass hey on hey. hey, they beat the Packers on Monday night.
3: Yeah, they tried not to. I'm not. I'm not a big Josh McDaniels.
0: Well, believer. not a lot. Not a lot of people are <laughs> outside of those first what six games in Denver a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not not the not the greatest head coach. For, former Indianapolis head coach Josh Mc, uh, head coach Josh McDaniels. Mm, Remember I that about that? Yeah, no, I'd forgotten about it. Well, for the
2: 15
3: of you who are
0: still listening to the show. <laughs> Speaking of 15 um, people. We're going
3: to talk uh, some Gamecocks.
0: We're also going to talk about some silly things that happened revolving around coaches elsewhere in the country. Oh, So we're not going to talk about the Gamecocks. We can talk about Also, them. we have uh, Zaya Cook. We have Zaya Cook coming up at 1130. Talk to her as well. But uh, up next, we'll talk about the Gamecocks. How about that? Sounds as great I, to me. As I try and keep this on the rails. You took it off the rails. <laughs> I, no, he took it off the rails. I did. I said
2: something. That one was that my fault. I own this one. The rails. I own this segment. Unlike Cristobal, that's our. Hey, own I, your went, I actually went back and listened to our show yesterday. It was playing when I was driving. We packed it with gamecocks. We did. We don't. We normally do a pretty good job of it. I think. Maybe the takes aren't good. Maybe the the. Talent, quote-unquote, is not very good, but but the Gamecock content, there's a lot of it. It's
0: there. We'll, we'll try to pack some more in there. All right, we'll hit the Gamecocks coming up. You're listening to Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, here on the game.
1: 1075 The Game. On demand. Podcast menu. Sponsored by Lexington Orthopedics and Sports
0: Medicine. If you're dealing with
1: injuries or pain, our team is here to get you better soon. On the home of the Gamecocks. 1075 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The
0: Game in Florence. Welcome back in. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Tyler West and Chris along with you going until noon and then it's the halftime show with myself and elijah today we touched on a little bit of recruiting at the end of yesterday's show and some pretty significant recruiting news coming out last night to solomon decommitting from auburn four-star prospect uh and now potentially back on a uh, back back uh in he's always been on south carolina's radar but a potential shot for south carolina to get back in on him
3: yeah this is one we've been tracking I would say since like an hour after he committed to Auburn and you were kind of wondering, Hey, is it going to go the Gamecocks way eventually? And now it's the first step, you know, and, and for South Carolina, I think this frankly was anticipated and, you know, this is a guy they, they thought we thought they were getting at at one point, uh, about two months ago. And then last minute, it was kind of back and forth ends up committing to Auburn, but Chris, I've always thought the relationships here as far as Tory and Gray, you know, defensive staff, Taylor Edwards, and then frankly the relationships with the other guys in this 2024 class from, you know, Dante Reno to the offensive linemen that have obviously done a good job like Cam Pringle of recruiting other people to join them. The relationships have kind of been in South Carolina's favor, I think. And now I, I think you have a great opportunity to get him back in this class. And this is a kid I'm I'm very high on, man. I, I think, um, you know, when you recruit athletes who have the size and sort of have the measurables, and I, I like guys that you turn on the film and they kind of can do a little bit of everything. I think there's a great translatable effect there. He plays offense very, very well in high school. He's being recruited to play defense at South Carolina. I think there's some position versatility even within the D B room there. Could be a bigger corner, could be a safety, could be could really potentially be that future nickel. We've mm-hmm. talked about, you know, South Carolina trying to find their nickel back this year. I mean, I, I'm kind of actually talking myself into Solomon being their their nickel fairly early in his career. I like but, it. But um I mean, not not to get ahead of ourselves and just slide him in the class, but I I think I think they're in a great spot here, man. Well, and go, just go back and look at how this one went, right? It was
2: South Carolina for a long time. Then it was, hey, Florida State's making a push, and hey, Auburn's making a push. And then it, it kind of came down to South Carolina and Auburn. And Wes, you remember that decision day, <laughs> uh, what that was like. It was, hey, it's South Carolina. Hey, it's kind of looking like Auburn in the morning. And then, hey, it's, it's definitely going to be South Carolina, right? And then, you know, Things kind of get delayed, and he picks Auburn. And that really just illustrated, you know, how close things were. Um, Even that day, like literally later that day, we got some feedback. Like, this one is probably not done, which that wasn't a shock given how it went down. You always monitor situations like that. Uh, But this is a storyline that we kind of been tracking for a while and anticipating that there was a good chance that this would happen this month. And certainly, I think you can look at the reasons that he did it. Yes, he's opening things back up. Could some other programs get involved? Maybe so. But all the signs um, point to and all the things that we've heard really
0: show that, that South Carolina's, I think, the driving force in why this has happened. And there's a potential that he could be in town this weekend for the Florida game as well, correct?
3: Yeah, I would say um, we're tracking it. I uh, haven't, haven't been given word one way or the other on that. But I, I think there's the potential for that. Torian Gray went and watched him play a few weeks ago. And, you know, I, I think the, the big question here, do, you know, does he truly kind of just say, all right, I'm, I'm going to South Carolina. Like, is this – it wouldn't be a flip in the purest sense of the word, but, you know, not technically, but in reality, it, it kind of would be a flip as opposed to, all right, I'm decommitted now. I'm, I'm You know, who else reaches out? Do I take a visit here? Do I take a visit there to make sure? I I think that's kind of the next step. He did give a quote, you know, to On three, gave a quote to to Chad Simmons, but hasn't really said yet what his plan is. Like, am I going to just go ahead and commit? Am I going to at least be open to some other schools? If if he commits soon, then I I think you feel pretty good about it being South Carolina. And I, I, for one, Frankly, just from a personal standpoint, I'm glad it may be headed that way because I that was one of the few guys I feel like, Chris, like you can miss on guys, like we know it's recruiting, but that's one of the few guys on Gamecock Central, you know, I'll speak for myself, but where I've been like at the last second, like we hear, hey, this is where it's going to be, and we calm the fears of everyone (laughs) and say, hey, everything's good. It's going to be South Carolina. And then they go elsewhere. Yeah. So, um, later than we expected but it, that may end up being true eventually here anyway so and now you've got
2: it, I, you alluded to this yesterday Wes. you have some more intrigue now building um we're, we're in october a lot of the activity for this 2024 class is to be determined why well because the transfer portal window is not open And we know that there's going to be a lot of transfer portal activity for this team. I mean, there are going to be lots of targets for South Carolina, but we just don't know what that's going to look like. We know some of the goals, some of the positional targets, maybe some of the numbers, but we don't know who the guys are, who the candidates are, and how that's going to shake out. But there is some intrigue building even in the high school ranks, right? Because now you've got, what, three, well, Solomon wouldn't be a technical flip, but kind of, right? So you've got him. And then you've got what at least a couple others that you're monitoring. Probably in reality more than that, but a couple kind of public ones that you're monitoring that South Carolina has offered and is going to try to flip from other SEC East
3: programs. Yeah, I mean you've got uh, Sneed at, or excuse me, uh, Scott at Marion. Yep. Then you've got um, Braylon Staley yep. who you're tracking. And then on the other side of this, if we're gonna be honest, like you got some guys. Michael Smith is being yep. recruited by others. Uh, Auburn and Tennessee kind of involved there. Um, you know, Braden Lee being recruited by Maryland. I mean, you've got you've got some guys that are that you're kind of having to keep an eye on 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 the other side of it. That um, you know, I, I think is going to make it interesting at least. And it it had kind of lost lost the juice there a little bit, but. there's a lot for recruiting fans to to kind of watch now and then um shoot dude cam fountain didn't even mention him committed to southern Cal, yeah Yeah. visiting this weekend four star big time edge recruit like I, i think would be a huge pickup if south carolina can flip him other other schools are still involved there as well it's not just south carolina but somebody to keep an eye on as well
2: yeah so things definitely not you know there's kind of a lull in activity um south carolina picked up some big commitments, you know, early in the process. And I remember, Wes, you know, we heard a lot in the summer, hey, what's going on with recruiting? Hey, why the kind of recruiting drought? Some of that was because South Carolina had landed some of their early targets who wanted to commit early. Some of it was you're missing on some guys. And then some of it is you've got some other guys who weren't going to decide until later in the process. I mean, Daniel Hill was one of those. And and even he pushed back from August, late August until you know, some undetermined time here in the future. And then you knew that the portal was going to be around the corner. You knew that it was always going to get interesting. When you land good prospects in your class, other schools are going to start coming after them. Um, that, That kind of builds on itself. And then we knew that there would be some guys that South Carolina would offer. You know, during the season, we knew there'd be some guys that had committed to other schools in the summer that they were going to continue pursuing. So we're starting to see some of the fruits of that now. And uh, it's it's getting more and
3: more interesting in recruiting, I think. Does Daniel Hill make it in this weekend is another key storyline for me. You know, he said last week, hey, I'm going to be visiting South Carolina next week, talking about Florida game. There's already a pretty impressive list, man, of expected guys. But as we know, it's very fluid until you get closer and closer to the day you know will he make that trip he's not really visited South Carolina as many times as you would expect for a guy who's been considered a heavy lean to the Gamecocks at various points in the process does that visit take place if it does I you know I think you still kind of like where they sit if it doesn't you're kind of talking about hey he's Tennessee official visit been to Alabama several times you know I don't You don't give up by any means, but you do sort of, I believe, get a little bit more concerned from a South Carolina standpoint that this may not happen for you.
0: Absolutely, and we'll continue to keep our eyes on it and keep you updated on what's happening with all those recruits. Excited tomorrow, though, going to be on location out for the first time at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Medley in West Columbia. Yes, we will. That will be
3: 9 a.m. to noon. That's at 1926 Augusta Road, Thursday, October 12th. That's tomorrow. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Medley. And guess what? We're going to give away two free tickets to South Carolina versus Florida. A sold-out game to one lucky winner that uh, our our friend Josh Yellman will uh, provide those. So come out and see us. Come out and hang out. And as always, if you're in the market to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the Midlands, give our friend Kendall Walsh a call. Her Dwell Columbia team at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Medley. They want to help you. They're going to make the process smooth and efficient for you. Check out more information dwellcolumbia.com or just give her a call 803-414-3590 again that's Kendall Walsh the Dwell Columbia team at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Medley and come see us Thursday that's tomorrow 9 a.m. to noon in person at their office 1926 Augusta Road West Columbia
0: excited to be out there tomorrow excited to talk to former Gamecock women's basketball player Zaya Cook Coming up here, she's going to tell us a little bit something about what's going on uh, here locally with the promotion that she is doing. That's coming up on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. (laughs)
1: We're talking about. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia. 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle
0: Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Here on the game, Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you. We now head out to the Love Chevrolet phone lines. Joining us now on behalf of Johnsonville, the official sausage of the SEC, former South Carolina women's basketball player, current member of the Los Angeles Sparks, is Ziya Cook. Zaya will be playing in the Johnsonville Charity Cornell Challenge this Saturday in Columbia. A $10,000 charity donation for Johnsonville will be up for grabs. Ziya, first of all, thanks so much for taking a few minutes of your time for us this morning, and uh, can you give us a little bit more insight into what's taking place this Saturday? Yes,
4: thank you for having me. Um, so, like you said, I am teamed up with Johnsonville Like you said, the official sources of the SEC um, for a charity um, event playing cornhole. Um, And it's going to be a showdown in the SEC. I'll be be, uh, teaming up with Coach Staley, which is my former coach. We'll be repping team South Carolina, taking on Team Florida. Um, And it's $10,000 on the line for a charity. Um, So I'm super excited about this. Can't wait for it. Um, And and I'm super excited to, to, to battle and and rep um, my nonprofit org- organization, which is Ladies of Athletic and Academic Excellence. Um, so that's the charity that I'll be repping, and I'll be fighting real hard for to to win that ten thousand to provide for that charity. Hey Zaya, it's Wes
3: again. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, for those listening, this is going to be nine a.m. to eleven a.m. Soda City Market, Boyd Plaza, this Saturday before the South Carolina Florida football game. Uh, Zaya. Tell, tell us a little bit about your game, obviously, in Cornhole. Um, is, is there any carryover from your basketball skills to Cornhole? Have you been practicing? Do, uh, do you think you and Coach Staley have a good shot to, to earn a victory on Saturday?
4: Um, so I don't think that I'm the best at Cornhole. I will <laughs> say that now, um, but I, I, I sometimes feel lucky in a lot of other sports other than basketball, <laughs> other competitions than basketball. So I'm hoping that that luck transferred all the way to South Carolina. Um, but uh, I definitely think me and Coach Staley are going to be very competitive to win and also to coach each other up to win. Uh, so I think it's going to be super fun for us to, to get a chance to team up um, and do something cool and fun with each other and for a great purpose.
2: Ziya, Chris Clark here. Thanks again for joining us. So you're, you're teamed up with Coach Staley, and we know that – She's competitive. We know that you're competitive. Do, do you have any, uh, do you have any stories about her at South Carolina, just with her competitiveness that you can think of that that kind of illustrates how competitive she is? Have you ever gone against each other in anything other than basketball?
4: Um, not so much. I think so. Like she, she knows how to talk to me and get to me in certain areas. If I'm playing like bad on the floor, she knows what to say like to make me play better things like that, um, but I can't remember one time um, we did like a TikTok, and it was like, pass the phone to this person. So I said I was passing the phone to someone that I was better than in their prime, um, and, that, and I think that was the trigger for her, Ooh. and it, it got her very competitive, Ooh. and she told me, like, in your dreams, basically. <laughs> 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 so, with this she's right, but, you know, I'm just playing around, um, and then after that, uh, she put me through a drill, her and Boyer, which is the assistant coach, put me through a drill. And it was the same drill that she did when she was in college. Um, and I think I was, like, one number behind her with the points that I got. And she was like, no way you thought she was better than me. I got this number when I was, you know, stuff like that. And we, we always talk about how, like, I wish I could have played against her and I uh, see a chat talking and say, you wouldn't even make make it through a game because <laughs> uh, I guess back then they were very aggressive and whatever the case may be. But uh, we do talk about that a lot. How, like, I wish I could play her one-on-one. Like, I wish we could, you know, do things like that. Uh, just just for, for bragging rights. But, uh, you know, she's, she's competitive, and I am too. So it's good for us to be able to. Let it out with each other and, and know that it's still genuine and, and it's and
3: it's all a lot of love and fun. Well, and obviously, uh for this event, you'll be on the same team again and uh Coach Staley, her uh her benefit will be for the Inner Soul Foundation if you all win. So what what can you tell us about Coach Staley's Cornhole game? I actually saw her playing it was on like <laughs> ESPN, I think, uh, maybe a year or two ago. <laughs> Is she pretty good, Zaya?
4: You know what? I don't know. I can't even say if I know. We're going to find out like, Saturday? we going to find out, but she's pretty good at anything she puts her hands on. And um, I, I know. I already know she's been practicing. I just know. So with that, I know that she's going to come ready to play. You and got... she made me realize that I need to set my game up and, and actually go outside and put up my Johnsonville cornhole and um, play a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I'll play with my niece and my nephew, hopefully. And they'll give me the motivation to get it done.
0: So obviously you and uh, Coach Taylor will be representing Team South Carolina going up against Team Florida, against a couple of former uh, Florida Gator football players and Titus O'Neal and Javon Kurz. You've been scouting the competition at all? What do you know about these two guys that you're going up against?
4: I'm not scouting. I won't be doing too much scouting. Um, I'll introduce myself when I see him. I think it's best that way. Uh, we 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 just do it. Keep it very cordial during
3: the game, and then after the game, we'll we'll be friends. <laughs> Zaya, um, I want to talk a little bit of basketball with you. Obviously, it's pretty amazing when I throw in the WNBA and I see South Carolina alums just all over the place playing and and playing well. Uh, I was curious from your point of view, what did playing for Coach Staley and her staff and and just being at this university. What did that do to prepare you for what you see night in, night out in the WNBA?
4: Um, just to be honest, I wouldn't I don't even think I would have been able to make it make it through a full season without preparation that Coach Daly did for me without within my four years at South Carolina. Like I I truly think I wouldn't be in this position without the, the training. Um, that she was able to provide for me the, the teaching she was able to provide and just pro habits, like around the, around the board pro habits is something that she, she, she preached and it was something that she wanted us all to do. So I think literally I wouldn't be in this position without her. And that's why I cherish, I think, and I, I thank her all the time for all the things she taught me. And even the things I didn't agree with, um, looking back now, I'm like, man, she, she knew what she was talking about. She always told me, just listen to me, just trust the process. And I was able to do that, and I was able to make my way through a whole rookie season without getting cut. Um, and God willing, have the opportunity to stay on this team for as long as I can and build my legacy and my history.
0: Uh, one more for you here, Zyra. About two more minutes to go, a couple weeks away from South Carolina men's basketball, starting another season. Obviously, the last season didn't end the way y'all wanted it to. What are you most excited to see out of Coach Staley and her crew this year?
4: I'm excited to see them overcome. Um, they're they're uh, what is it? They're they're lo- th- What they're saying this year is love. Love is what they're spreading. Um, so I think that's super important. I think it's a it's a huge reason why she chose the word love. Um, because she understands that it may be ups and downs, but at the end of the day, the love between that team is going to stay the same. They're going to continue to learn and grow. Like I said, they got a lot of new girls. A lot of young players, um, a lot of everyone has to step up at this point because I don't think anyone that's still there had, had to step up. Um, so I think that this year is going to be very, very important, and it's going to be very interesting to watch. But Coach Daly is built for stuff like this. Like She's built to build up players, build up programs. So I know that it's going to be exciting to see, and I, and I think that they're going to shock a lot of people.
0: Again, Zaya and Coach Staley will be in action this weekend for the Johnsonville Charity Cornhole Challenge coming up Saturday from 9 until 11, Soda City Market out on Main Street. Uh is open uh, to the public free uh, to watch as well as some free Johnsonville sausages. Zaya, thanks so much for taking some time this morning and a best of luck to you and Coach Staley this weekend. Thank you. All right, Absolutely. And again, that's exciting. Hopefully they can get a win for South Carolina that can lead to some momentum for the football game later on that afternoon. Uh, you guys both... Sent this to me over the course of the past 24 hours. Coach James Franklin up at Penn State had an interesting encounter with a reporter yesterday. We'll dive into that and unpack what happened coming up. You're listening to the GameCock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game.
1: It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence.
0: Hey, welcome back in. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Weston, Chris, along with you for a few more minutes. We're jumping into the halftime show. Myself and Elijah Campbell going until 3 o'clock today. I mentioned this before the break. Yesterday, uh, Coach Franklin up there at Penn State was in his usual weekly press conference and was asked an interesting question to which he had a uh, very entertaining response, to say the least. I'll let you listen to this about two minutes here. A follow-up to what uh, you were just asked there about Drew. Is there a balance, though, between hey, we need you to throw the ball deep, no matter. Just take a shot. Don't, don't overthink it. Take a shot. We need to see it. We're gonna call it, and, and we need you to get some confidence in doing this, as opposed to even giving a young quarterback the chance to say, hey, just check it down if if, if it's not there.
5: I, I don't really understand what you're saying cuz we would never like I'm like my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what like like that is like I, I don't even know what you're I don't know what you're saying it's like you're speaking like from just Mars. Set
0: the on a post pattern take the shot throw it
5: no matter your, what
0: give your receiver a chance to make a play on a ball uh, even if he might be covered 30 yards down the field. Maybe you think he'll be open 45 yards down the field and and like Godwin did or with Jahan or KJ. We you, we've you,
5: ne- we like like I still don't like you're speaking Japanese. Like like we we have never done that. Just throw the ball up and maybe he'll be open and maybe he'll catch like my skin is like like my I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're making me uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, okay. yeah, we, we, we would not do that. We would never do that. We've never thought about doing that as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, as a receivers coach. When I coached the receivers. I didn't want them to do that. Um, so, no, no, strong no. Like, yeah, No. I'm hoping we can cut this out
0: so this doesn't even, like, get out into the universe. Well, too bad, Coach. It did get out into the universe, and that's why we're responding to it now. Um, I don't know. Well, what's your assessment of what just happened there? I feel like the way you said uncomfortable, I won't try to
3: repeat. Like, the, the accent, he's from Pennsylvania. It didn't even sound like a Pennsylvania accent. Yeah, but, I don't know what that was. Um, It was almost like some little bit of New York accent came. He got so... Upset about this, but he didn't throw a forget about it in there though. No, but I <sighs> maybe okay. that's the part that got deleted that we didn't hear. <laughs> okay. I I do see what the apparently the reporter's been getting death threats on Twitter. Yeah, so awful. That's come on
0: now. So do I, that. I
3: don't condone that, but not that anybody should. And I I kinda see what the guy was trying to ask, mm-hmm. but also Franklin's not going to say, yeah, we want our guy just. No no coach has ever said, hey, we're going to just. I know some South Carolina fans want South Carolina to do this with Harbor. But he's never just said run a go route
0: and just throw. Cover three, nope, throw it up. Quarters, <laughs> yeah. nope, throw it's, it up. He's asking, cover two, man, he, throw it up. He's essentially asking, you playing backyard football? Or it's like, ah, just go get it. The,
3: the guy, I, and I don't know Penn State's metrics. I'm guessing they've thrown the ball underneath. All year long, instead of putting the ball down the field, he's saying, are y'all ever going to throw the ball down the field? Give your receiver a chance. And then I saw um, the guy who asked actually even went back and tweeted some videos of Penn State throwing the ball up and giving their receiver a chance in prior years. Most of those are one-on-one situations, honestly. So the the delivery of the question was just off a little bit, I think. I, I think I know what he was trying to say, but I also wonder if there was maybe
0: some prior annoyance there I was from maybe say, a prior question. That's not the first time he's been asked about that. To go on a two-minute rant, skin crawl, uncomfortable, like <laughs> this is not a, a first-time thing.
3: Or did that reporter ask something in the past that that maybe annoyed him as well? I think that's always – you can tell when coaches get questions from certain people.
0: Yeah. You guys ever annoyed a coach? Uh,
3: probably. I mean, I'm sure – I, I do want to ask Colin, um, a, as his sports career kind of closes out for now, I want to ask him what the worst question he's ever asked is. I hope uh, hey, he's going to be with us com- for is he coming out hours tomorrow. tomorrow? Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll ask him that. We'll have some fun with it. But, you know, you can tell sometimes a coach, if it's somebody who, like, means well, they'll give them a little bit of grace with their answer. Like, they'll kind of, you can tell they're like, ah, I'm going to frame this answer sure. to give him a break and sometimes they i mean in this case he pounced all and then he did not stop
0: yeah like stop the
3: count he he kept kept it going so speaking japanese yeah from mars what are you even talking about that but hey it made a great quote yeah it, it, was,
0: <laughs> it was it was hilarious i enjoyed that I, yeah uh I, I again i don't know who specifically this guy is that asked the question but um, it could be a little more calculated next time he brings something up to Coach Franklin. Hopefully, at least.
2: Again, I mean, it was, and and that's why we see clipping a lot. Like he does get taken out of context sometimes because the guy, as Wes said, has gone back and like he he meant. Yeah, there was a actually a good question in there, somewhere, somewhere. It was I just kind of it. it was just kind of the the way that it was put. And sometimes, look, we do see the opposite of this in sports. Sometimes we see good questions. And a coach, whether they're frustrated or annoyed or they don't understand the question, will have kind of the same version
0: of that in an answer where they maybe don't answer it quite as well. Sure. Well, that was entertaining. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. halftime show with myself and Elijah Campbell coming up next, going until 3 on the game.